Choose Health with Holistic Health Life Coach Linda LaCoques, offering you advice to choose a lifestyle that benefits your body and your mind. Insights that help you choose health. It is said that we eat with our eyes as much as we do with our mouths, and that is certainly the case when we walk down the aisles of a supermarket. Vivid colors beckon to us as shapes in brightly colored packages and images that seek to draw our eyes to particular brands instead of their competitors. Countless products from Jell-O to Fruit Loops are colored with bright synthetic dyes that turn unattractive mixtures of basic ingredients and food additives into alluring novelties. Every year, food manufacturers pour 15 million pounds of artificial food dyes into our food. As of July 2010, most of the foods in the European Union that contain artificial food dyes were labeled with warning labels stating the food may have an adverse effect on activity and attention in children. The British government also asked that food manufacturers remove most artificial colors from foods back in 2009 due to health concerns. So let's talk about these colors. Nine of the food dyes currently approved for use in the United States are linked to health issues, ranging from cancer and hyperactivity to allergic-like reactions. And these results were from studies conducted by the chemical industry itself. For instance, Red 40, which is the most widely used dye, accelerates the appearance of immune system tumors in mice, while also triggering hyperactivity in children. Blue 2, used in candy, beverages, pet foods, and more, was linked to brain tumors. Yellow 5, which is commonly used in baked goods, candies, cereals, and many other things, may not only be contaminated with several cancer-causing chemicals, but it's also linked to hyperactivity, hypersensitivity, behavioral effects in children, and migraines. Virtually all of the studies that have been used to evaluate the safety of food dyes are conducted to include one ingredient at a time. Many foods, though, contain mixtures of dyes, such as Blue 1, Blue 2, Red 40, Yellow 5, and Yellow 6. Dyes conceivably could have a synergistic or indeed an antagonistic effect with one another or with other food additives and ingredients. It is worth noting that dyes are not pure chemicals but many contain upwards of 10% of impurities that are in the chemicals from which the dyes are made or develop in the manufacturing process. For instance, yellow 5, the second most widely used food dye, may contain up to 13% of organic and inorganic chemicals. Constituents permitted in yellow 5 that make up 13% are known to play major roles in issues like anxiety disorders, hyperactivity, allergies, and various other medical issues. Because of the low levels, any carcinogenic effects of those contaminants would not be detected in animal studies of the dyes. Even though our Food and Drug Administration has established legal limits for cancer-causing contaminants in dyes, this process is riddled with problems. For one thing, those tolerance levels were based on 1990 dye usage, but per capita usage of these dyes has increased by about 50% since then. Secondly, the FDA did not consider the increased risk that dyes pose to children, who are both more sensitive to carcinogens and consume more dyes per unit of body weight than adults. Food-based issues that I see in adults who come into my office are more often than not exaggerated in their children. This is where something I have come to see as the 20-year rule becomes incredibly prevalent. The 20-year rule means that the health ailments your great-grandparents had at 80 are the issues your grandparents had at 60, are the same issues you see in your parents at 40, which are the same issues you yourself develop by 20 and your children have almost at birth. 
A true hereditary disorder is not what we really have here. It's the chain reaction of the crumbling effects of a food system that doesn't contain real food anymore. These are problems that have been on the rise for the last 80 to 100 years. So what's the answer? What can you do to ensure that you're eating food that is good for you? As with any kind of change, making a monumental shift overnight is rarely the key to success. So start small. Start with breakfast. What do you give your body first thing in the morning? What is your morning process to wake up your mind, digestive system, your muscles, and your nervous system? Explore new ways you can add whole, real food back into your diet. Start your day off with water, at least 16 to 20 ounces of room temperature water about 20 minutes prior to consuming anything else. Let your body wake up. When you start eating food, go for things that are fresh and unprocessed. Shoot for organic and non-GMO if possible. Once you have breakfast down to the point where your morning is running like a well-oiled machine, then move on to changing lunch, and so on and so forth. Keep in mind as you're going through the grocery store, when you're looking at produce and fresh fruit, make sure you're looking for things that are bright and vibrant. Food that is healthy for you is often very, very bright in color. The more vivid and saturated with color your fruits and vegetables are, the more nutrients they have in them. Make sure that you're looking for bell peppers that are a super deep green or a very, very vibrant red or bright orange, bright yellow. When you're picking out cucumbers, yellow squash, green squash, zucchini, when you're picking out acorn squash or butternut, when you're looking at apples, oranges, any fruit that you're looking at, make sure the color is bright and vibrant. The majority of the produce that you eat is going to be shaped like the body part that it benefits. To give you an example, tomatoes, when you cut them in half, have a kidney shape inside them. Tomatoes have certain nutrients that are incredibly good for the kidneys. When you look at a walnut, it's shaped like your brain. Walnuts are one of the only nuts that contain specific oils that are actually really, really great for the processes that go on in your brain. Blueberries, when you look at them from the top down, look a lot like your eyeball. Blueberries are actually one of the only berries that contain specific nutrients that are beneficial for the optic nerve. If you're looking for what to eat or you don't know what to eat or how to choose it, see what it looks like. What part of your body does it mimic? Nine times out of ten, that will be what it's most beneficial for. You can check out the link provided with this podcast for reference information regarding the additives that we've talked about today. Now that you know more about artificial color additives, I hope that this information will change the way you look at your food, change the way you make your choices, and help you choose health. This has been Choose Health with Linda LaCoque. Linda is a certified holistic health coach, bend instructor, and personal trainer with Life Support Holistic Health in Cookville. She's available for your questions on Facebook and online at lifesupporthh.com.